I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to uh, Second Hour of Amplified. We are in open conversation because of a guest that uh, got sick, and I pray that... uh, it will be better soon. Didn't sound like it was the coronavirus. Um, it's from down in Texas, but uh, I know they have the same problems down there. I remember watching their uh, the governor uh, on the air talking about what it is they were doing down there. And um, we are in a, a crisis. And uh, what do you do in a crisis? How do you confront it? You confront it with goodness. And uh, with love, because in some sense it is a form of evil. However it is you want to try to explain it, it is a form of evil. People are sick and people are dying. People are losing their jobs. There's nothing good in that. How can you say that it is anything um, but evil? And there's a lot of ways to do that, through good legislation, of course, through uh, government doing its part. But... It happens in neighborhoods. It happens right where you live, that there are ways to be helpful from prayer to assisting people who are in need, who can't do the minimal things that we can do that we are able to do, but they're not able uh, to do. So uh, hopefully this will be over sooner than we think. Sometimes as you hear what's going on and still going on, uh, in Italy and other places, you wonder how long it will last. But one thing we can be sure of, that God's love will always be there with us. So, if you'd like to join us with your comments or questions, you can call us at 866-391-1020. That's a toll-free number, 866-391-1020. And as I like to do with my program, you know, begin uh, with stories of faith and imagination um, this particular story is one in in which uh, God, Jesus, when Jesus teaches a young person about uh, God's love, a young boy, and even in his younger sister, approached Jesus to put this in your mind and uh, see it. That's what a story like this is intended to do, to take the normal things we see happening in life and placing them in terms of the gospel, what Jesus has taught us, and just flesh it out 
a little bit. The Word of God is always the most important, of course. But we, we try then to add a little bit more to it. So a young boy and his even younger sister approached Jesus. They brought him gifts in a basket covered by a cloth that no one could see their treasures, quote-unquote. Their smiles were infectious as the young boy prodded his sister to walk more quickly. Peter said to Jesus, What a joy it is to see the young come to the Master. He is pleased and happy when they come. He radiates joy. Judas responded, Yes, I have seen the same thing in fishermen when their nets have brought in an abundance of fish. Peter nodded in agreement. As the young boy and even younger sister came near Jesus, he said to them, Welcome, my children, welcome. The young boy said to him, I have a gift for you, Master. Jesus replied, For me? Me alone? The young boy looked at his sister, then at Jesus' disciples, and answered, Yes, only for you. Then he lifted up the cloth, covering the basket ever so slightly, so that only the eye could peek in. Jesus' smile grew wild, wider, and the young boy asked, Do you like it? Jesus answered, I like any gift that comes from the heart of those who are pure of mind and soul. The young boy did not fully understand Jesus' words and let them pass quickly from his mind. The little girl said, My gift is in there too. I'm his sister. Jesus nodded and said, Yes, I know. The boy said, Before I give it to you, I have a question to ask. Peter remarked, Even the young want to ask questions. The boy asked, Why? Why are we here, Master? Why did the Father create us and create the world? There was sadness in Jesus' eyes as he bent down and said, That is such a serious question for such a young man. Why do you ask it? The young boy answered, Because I have asked my father this question, and those in the temple many times, and I have not understood any of their answers. Jesus said, The Father gives us gifts from his abundant love for us. The gift of the world, where a man and woman can create new life, caring for one another, helping one another, respecting one another, and listening to one another in troubled times, as if the Father were upon the earth. The young boy sat down and asked, How do I know this is true? Jesus answered, Look around you, especially at your little sister, and how she follows you, trusts you, and loves you. Is this not true? The young boy answered, Yes. So Jesus continued, Then perhaps we can trust that there is a Creator who has given us so much because He loves us so much. But man must be the steward and care for what God has given him. You have brought me a gift that you wanted me and no one else to see, a gift of which you are so proud. 
Perhaps the Father acts the same way you do. We do not see Him, but we do hear Him in our hearts. We are told that He exists, yet He is covered like your gift to me. Only when we return home, only then, my child, will we know and see His full love. Peter let out a sigh of relief, slowly approached the children with tears in his eyes and said, Out of the mouths of babes comes wisdom, story of faith and imagination. And that's not what Jesus taught these two little children apply to us also. The Father gives us gifts from his abundant love for us, the gift of the world, caring for one another, helping one another, respecting one another, and listening to one another in troubled times as if the Father were upon the earth. As if the Father were upon the earth. God is upon the earth. The Spirit of God is present with us, even now, as we do this program. And when you think about it, are we not born with a natural desire or hunger for God by by our very nature we are religious beings? Many people might not agree with that, but it certainly is true. By our very nature, we are religious beings. And as such, we then are capable of coming to the knowledge of the existence of God through our rational faculties by studying the wonders of the created world. And there's so many wonders that we, we read about. Scientists are discovering so much more about the universe, uh, saying almost in effect, we need, to, we need to begin all over again in terms of what we know about the universe. And not long ago, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, there was an explosion in the universe that they said was the second largest explosion ever, uh, second only to the Big Bang. Bang, Big Bang, when life was created, when the earth was, was created. And yet, through God's revelation of himself to us, we are able to enter into an intimate union with him. These two little children did that. We might think that we're not able to do that. We're not worthy of it, but God indeed believes that all of us are worthy of entering into an intimate union with him. Sometimes we need to prepare ourselves. However, for that encounter, not so much for Christ, not so much for Jesus, but really for ourselves so that our our heart, our spiritual faculties will be open to be able to understand what it is that God wants to say to us, what it is that God wants to show us through his Son or through the Spirit. And so when you think about it, our life begins with God when he creates our soul, right? I mean, where does our principle of life come from? Not from our parents, but from, from God when he 
created our soul and ends with God, that our final judgment and hopefully our entrance into heaven and to everlasting life in the very presence of God. And that's almost so hard to imagine, but it shouldn't because we were created and we exist to be in relationship with our Creator. And one of the saints, St. Augustine, prayed to God, You have made us for yourself, and our hearts find no peace until they rest in you. But there's so much in life we do not understand, so much perhaps within us that needs to be healed or strengthened, that the soul is not always at rest, but it will be one day when we behold the face of God. Psalm 42 states, As a deer longs for the flowing stream, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? So rare, however, is the morning when most of us wake up with a great hunger for God as we do for breakfast. When you get up in the morning, do you have as much hunger for God as you begin the day as you do for breakfast? I wish I could say that I felt that way every morning. Sometimes I wake up so tired, I want to go back to bed. I would always think about that hunger for God immediately that comes later when my prayer life begins fully, but why couldn't it begin in the morning with just a simple prayer to acknowledge God's presence in our life? And so, in our our search for God, there we experience the best of times and the worst of times. And for most of us, this is the worst of times, although there are some people who may not be able to say this is the best of times, but they've seen worse in terms of how they've been affected by the death of a loved one. And there seems to be an ever-growing interest today in spiritual reality, but there is also great confusion and that people want to believe something, but they don't know what to believe. And it's almost like they just can't believe something because God has said it, and it's recorded. His words are recorded. But other words seem more appealing to us that aren't God's words. So people want to believe. Sometimes because there are so many options, or sometimes they can't because they choose to focus on achievement or their success. And yet for reasons that we don't fully understand, God allows us. God allows us to walk away from him. God allows us not to love him. God allows us to deny the needs or cravings of our soul. Maybe we don't even feel them anymore. It's like we can lose sight. Our eyes can become blinded, closed to the many ways in which God expresses himself in nature. And our heart can become closed to the many ways in which God wants to touch us in our hearts through the things that are happening around us. 
So sometimes our very faculties become deadened, and we wander through life searching for things that will never truly make us happy. We want to be happy, and we think we know what they are only because other people tell us that's what they are. Or they create videos, advertisements, programs that have us believe that they know what will make us happy, give us joy. And so the discovery of God's presence often comes to us only when we are willing to address our doubts and our fears and even our anger at God. You can be sure. You can be sure there are many people angry at God right now and want to deny his existence when he's not the troublemaker. The troublemaker is Lucifer, Satan, the devil, Jehelzebub. goes by many different names. So the profound truth is that even before we begin to seek God, God is seeking us. Even before you're looking for God in your life, He's looking for us, looking for the way that he can give so that we find him. You may not believe it or understand it, but God is seeking you. Have you ever thought of someone, ever not thought, been sought by someone? Have you ever been sought by someone for whatever the reason might be? Well, let's make it a good reason, for a good reason. Someone who really loved you and wanted to get to know you or just didn't know how to approach you. Well, we have to give God the time to allow him to do that. Someone wants you for who you are. But we diminish our spiritual passion when we make no time for God and ignore the cravings of the soul when we do not pray, when we do not open our heart and our mind to God. We need to make ourselves available Uh, to God in silence again it's so critical that we don't just talk I have to do that this is a talk show if if I were to stop talking uh, bells and whistles would go off and they'd wonder what had happened this is not the time for silence but there is time for silence later tonight or tomorrow so that you might hear, experience the cravings in your soul that allow you to make yourself available to God in prayer and meeting the needs of others. There's so many ways in which we can do that during this time. You will find God by allowing God to find you. That happened. Played these kids, if you played... Uh, hide hide and seek. Sometimes you allowed someone to find you for whatever reason. We have to allow God to find us. Take some time then to listen to your heart and your soul. Even if it seems to be a waste of time, and sometimes it will seem that way, think about how much time you waste each day. How much time do you waste each day without being concerned about it. Welcome back to uh, Amplify. 
We are in open conversation. We are now down to a little more than the last uh, 20 minutes of the program. If you would still like uh, to call in and uh, express your view on something then uh, or ask a question, you can call 866-391-1020. That is toll-free number, 866-391-1020. And during the last half hour of the program, I was uh, saying, why don't you pray for someone? It's not something I, I do on, on this program, but it seems appropriate at this time in terms of what is happening um, there's a prayer that I pray every day, absolutely every day. Um, one of the saints to whom I have great devotion, and it is this. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And to you, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We know that that's what's going to happen at the end of the world. Satan will be cut by Michael the Archangel. Most, if um, not all of us, can describe the the power of love that we have been uh, felt from someone special in our life, power of love we have experienced. I experience it so often from my sister. She really takes care of her brother. She's my St. Michael the Archangel. And we know that love can give our lives meaning and fosters uh, great happiness and uh, joy. We've been talking about that really uh, through most of the program in one form or another. And I'm, I'm sure there are many beautiful stories that are out there. People are listening to this program. Stories of love that you can tell and, and what that love has meant to you and what it's done for you there. They are, they are there. We um, may not be able to express love as some people can, but our own stories awaken joy or, or sorrow within us when we tell them, don't they? I mean, why do we tell them? Stories of love, they may bring us sadness because it's a story of lost love, or it may be a story of great joy, the joy that continues to come to us in our giving love and and receiving love, because um, when we come down, it's love that really gives meaning to our life. And never do we understand that better than in those moments when we may have felt unloved. Have you ever felt unloved in your life? Even for a few moments, sometimes happens when someone gets angry at you, says something they really didn't mean to say, and maybe even asks for forgiveness immediately. But nevertheless, it's it's done harm. And so do you truly believe that God loves you? What would it 
take to convince you? What would it take to convince you that words alone won't do? What would it take to convince you? I would suggest it's opening your heart and your mind to your life, to your goodness, to those people that God has brought into your life. And what's happening all around you? Two basic needs, and they're among many human needs, two basic human needs are the drive for intimacy and the need for transcendence. Let me just try to explain a little bit of what that means. Uh, If these intense and demanding desires are not met in an appropriate manner, we're, we're tempted, we really are tempted to resort to some form of artificial satisfaction or pleasure. And we've all done that. We've thought there were things that would give us a quick fix. And we were going to feel good by doing something or saying something. And it did exactly the opposite. And so intimacy may seek expression in some form of promiscuity, pornography, which is a plague these very days. Transcendence may turn to uh, drugs to make us feel high, to try to feel alive, but neither one of them is going to attain that that we're looking for, that that we we seek. And so transcendence, uh, if we can describe it in any way, is the realization that there is something greater beyond human experience— something more than what we know about ourselves. Think about that for a while. The realization that there is something greater beyond our human experience. Sometimes it touches us. Nature does that. Nature sometimes wakes us up. Kind of a spiritual transcendence. Intimacy is a drive about the love in our heart and soul. Yes, soul too, not just our heart, but in the soul that goes then to the very depth of our being where God resides, from which we draw love whenever we need it most. And this is one of those moments, perhaps, when we don't fully understand what's happening and how far it's going to go It's easy for for some of us than it is for others. I mean, I'm in that area of of danger with uh, heart disease and being almost 80 years old. Um, Doesn't mean that anything's going to happen. But it means some people are experiencing things worse than others because of the condition they're in. It may be uh, physically And so intimacy is a drive about the love in our heart and soul, the life that flows within us and between us. So we we tend to think of of love as relationship, and it certainly is that, but there is also the love that flows within us, that animates us, that uh, inspires us, that directs us, that gives us wisdom, that opens us up to God especially to God's presence. And 
It's the recognition that I have to have someone who belongs to me. It is part of um, what what uh, scientists call a primal fear that I will somehow cease to exist if I'm left alone. And a lot of people worry about that today at this time. What's going to happen to them? It's not just the older people, sometimes younger people. And we fake our way through life then. Some find means to do that when you're younger, or it's a lot easier than when you grow older. But the primal fear that I will somehow cease to exist if I'm left alone. But it is spiritual intimacy then that can open us to the love of God. Are you open to the love of God? And so people are discovering now that spiritual longing can be as intense as the need for intimacy expressed in friendship in so many other ways. But so much deeper than that. Friendship is good. Relationships that we form are are very good. But spirituality has been described as a search for the intimacy we have lost with God. The experience of being a part of something or someone greater than yourself. There's a real intimacy comes in. Spirituality, spirituality has been described as a search for intimacy we have lost with God, that closeness, that relationship. Some people find it um, difficult to believe that they are loved by God. Sometimes they try to prove that they're right. Can you imagine that? They go to prove to themselves and sometimes others that they are not loved by God. And they're going to prove it to you also because they have never experienced within themselves the way God loves us. If you haven't truly been loved, then how can you say you've been loved by God in a way that you have experienced? So we can attain transcendence and intimacy or oneness with God, which is really what we're talking about through either one of them or both of them, through our faith, through our faith in God. Those that sacred bond that we have with God. And so, when something happens like we're experiencing, where is the good that can come from it without trying to make it artificial? It's hard to find the good, except we've said in people reaching out to one another to help one another. But is this the opportunity for us to understand that Jesus is inviting us now to a closer relationship than you have ever had with anyone in your life. Is that possible? You may not believe it's possible. Can you have a closer relationship with God
than you've had with anyone else in your life. Are you open to such an experience? And so when we learn how to open our heart and soul, and we can do that in prayer, we do it by an act of faith, when we learn to open our heart and soul, we will be able to love God and one another as God loves us, especially in this, these moments of crisis. There's people in your life right now who need your love. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a visit. But there are people, I can assure you, each and every one of us, there's someone in your life who needs your love, who needs to know that you care about them. And when they experience that, it's going to help them just a little bit more to get through the many ways in which we experience this crisis. So the church teaches us that as an expression of his love for us, Jesus calls us friends. We have also reserved that title for special people in our lives, whether we understood that deeper, fuller meaning of having a friend. And we only experience it basically whenever we need one. When we need a friend, is there someone there? Because true friendship is rooted in love. True friendship is a very great blessing. In fact, we can even refer to it as a holy relationship, a holy relationship whose roots are in the heart. We don't always think of friendships that way, of our loves, our love between people, but it's a condition in, that is free of envy and jealousy, Friends take pleasure in one another's success and support one another in times of need. Who can you be a greater friend to in this crisis, especially as it unravels? You can pray for them, but a phone call is, in a sense, a very personal prayer. Do you love without conditions? How many people in your life need your love? So there's no shortage of people who need the love of God. We have received and can give to them, and whenever we love as we should, we will experience the love of God within us. We will also discover what it means to have been made in the image and likeness of God. When we love as Jesus has taught us, we become like God in his being, not just looking like him in an objective way, but in a very subjective way. And so that's why it is imperative of us in this, in this particular time to instill in those who are troubled, to instill hope.
in them. We have someone calling in now. Let me see if we can get to it before we end the program. Good evening, Lila. You're on Amplify on KDKA. Senior, I'm just calling to find out, uh, since we're not able to attend Mass, how we can, um, we're not able to receive the Eucharist, and our hearts ache to receive it, you're misreceiving it. Sure. How can we do this on our own at home now? Well, it's interesting. Um, what do, and I don't, I don't have it here, but um, if if you have uh, someone, who, if you can, if you wick your way through the internet, or you, you have someone who can do that to go to the diocese of Pittsburgh, I saw so we're from the diocese of Greensburg. Uh, just yesterday, I think it was yesterday, or was it today? The Pope issued a prayer for spiritual communion, a prayer that enables us to pray. We can't say it's exactly the same thing for our faith in terms of what we believe, but a prayer by which we can spiritually unite ourselves with Christ, with God, so that we might receive all of the graces, all of the love that's available to us because of our faith. Because our faith is an expression of belief in the sacraments in our case. In this case, the Eucharist. And there is something to be received spiritually. And it's the Pope himself who has uh, provided a prayer for that. So I don't have it here, and even if I had it, I could I could repeat it, and you would probably not remember it. So uh, have someone go to a website uh, in the Trobe, then in your own diocese, and they will find that prayer and uh, know that this is the Pope himself. When we're talking about teaching, someone telling you uh, that you can receive these graces spiritually through prayer, and absolutely, that's always been the case but in a special way, in a special time of need. As I know, my, my heart just aches because, you know, I receive communion sure. every week, and without receiving it, my, my heart just aches that, you know, I'm not able to get it. I can understand that. As a priest, I'm, I'm the same way, except I have the opportunity to say a private Mass, and so I still have the Eucharist, but... Um, if this is the Pope saying this, his teaching, it's probably not going to meet uh, fully what it is that you want to be able to experience, but hopefully it can help you in some small way. Yeah, well, with the Pope, you know, whatever the Pope does on earth, God approves of it in heaven. So I'll okay. that up. All right. And thank you for calling. Uh-huh. Bye. I know. Yes, there, God's grace is available to us in in so many, so many ways, uh, and uh, prayer does does that. Um, we believe that. Um, um, just have uh, two minutes. Uh, where do I want to go in the final two minutes? Um, except to point out that every aspect of our life uh, has a spiritual uh, component, and so uh, we need to pray to become more sensitive to the presence of God around us, to see God's presence in the midst of the crisis and the people who are serving one another, 
who are sharing their love with others. I mean, we become the hands, the heart, the feet of Christ as we reach out to help people, to bring to them what it is they need. We become a source of of blessing. And that way, um, we allow then their soul also to be regenerated by the goodness of love that brings with it the graces of God so that our soul is nourished and it will be nourished uh, at this very moment. So um, our soul can be nourished through the love, the kindness that people are showing to us. We become, we become like Christ we become Christ in that sense. We become Christ when we share his love with others. So through this, this crisis, try to be sensitive and helpful to those you, you can't help. It's the simple little things that we are, we are able to do. Don't underestimate them. Oh, you might think there's not much to be gained by the simple things I do or by my simple prayers. But indeed, they are. And how do we know that? Because Jesus has taught us that. And even through the Beatitudes that we were going to talk about tonight. Don't forget then how precious life is and how powerful love is. Tell someone now that you love him or her. Pray for peace as if it depended on you alone. And come back next Sunday and amplify with us.